Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from deep in the Eublifaris galaxy on a small planet called Gekonia, east of the albino hills and south of the raging leucistic river, comes the one, the only, Gecko Nation Radio. Happy New Year, citizens of Gekonia. This is the very first show of 2014. Today is January 5th. Uh, it's my... It's a great pleasure to have uh, a new hobbyist on the show with us tonight as a guest. Now, as you guys know, we interview some of the biggest names and most prominent people in the Gecko and Herc community. And uh, our mission is also to highlight good and positive people that, you know, aren't such huge names in the community. And I really want to go out of my way to give recognition to people that uh, deserve deserve to be uh, recognized and uh, just would benefit the community that if everybody knew who they were and could, uh, could get to know them better. So uh, tonight we have one of those amazing hobbyists. His name is Jeff Scott. He's definitely a positive, positive force in the gecko community in particular. Now, he does a lot of posting on Facebook groups and um, has excellent taste in geckos, I might add. And uh, I spoke with Jeff today, and uh, just today was the first time I ever spoke with him. And our conversation kind of was just an easygoing conversation. Um, I kind of felt like I knew the guy for a long time. Very had a lot of things in common. It's just one of those phone calls that just didn't take a lot of energy. So I have no doubt that it's going to be a great show. I have a surprise co-host tonight. Some of you guys may know, but some of you guys may not know. But Marsha McGinnis of Golden Gate Geckos will be my co-host tonight. So I'm really excited to talk with her as well. As you guys know, I love Marsha. And I just want to tell you guys that today was a rough, rough day for me. It was a great day, but a rough day. Yesterday at 11 a.m. Saturday was the last time I slept. <laughs> and I basically spent all day Saturday packing up for the White Plains Reptile Expo, um, labeling my geckos, getting my table displays finished. <clears throat> Excuse me. I went out of my way this year to uh, build new displays so that I could put all my delay cups in these cases. And it basically gave me a big sense of 
piece that I didn't have to really watch my table so so hard about you know so anybody was stealing anything and if, when you have deli cups just strewn over your table and it's like an eight foot long table at an expo um, and there's like twenty people hovering around trying to see what you have you, you can't watch everybody and even if you have somebody there helping with you it can get very very stressful trying to keep track okay and there are unfortunately. 99% of the people that come to these shows are excellent people, awesome, honest, you know, reptile enthusiasts. But there are some very calculated thieves out there that will basically distract you and ask you a million and one questions about geckos. And while you're focusing on them, trying to help them with their questions, you know, doing the right thing, their friends will be on the other end of the table stealing your geckos. <laughs> I, to make these cases, it just it made the show go a lot better for me. And as you guys know, I am claustrophobic as hell at reptile shows because of the it's always hot it seems okay number one, and I feel like I'm in a very closed space with a million people, which is pretty much the case. So it's it's a struggle for me to get through these shows, even though I love them, and I love getting to see everybody, and I love getting to see all the animals. It's very stressful for me, and I basically did it all day today on no sleep, <laughs> and I drove two hours to the show this morning and two hours back in an ice storm, race freezing rain, uh, so I just got like a little bit of a, a rest, or I closed my eyes for about a half an hour just now, so if I'm a little out of it today for this show, don't blame me, guys, but you know what, I think it may be a good thing, too, because maybe it'll spark some more creativity in my brain or something. You never know how things work. Going on, no sleep. Oh, excuse me. But thank God for coffee. Um, let's see. A bunch of things going on uh, out there. And uh, one of the most important things that I want to say is thank you all for making the beginnings of Gecko Nation Radio in 2013 such a huge success. I've put all of my creativity, all of my insight, all of my blood, sweat, and tears into this show, okay? And I don't even feel that I've really tapped all of my creative potential yet. So you guys can look forward to some interesting things in the future. And the team I'm putting together is amazing. Now, you know I got the most creative news anchor on the planet, He's not always good at pronouncing names, but he's good at everything else. <laughs> Steve is... I wouldn't be able to do this show without Steve. So, But even Steve and I are got some amazing ideas. So I hope you guys will like what we put together for 2014. And one other thing I want to mention, Gecko Nation group on Facebook. Um, I love this group. If you aren't, if you're fed up with Facebook groups, if you're the type of person that is basically giving up on Facebook because of all the drama and the insanity of some places, there is a refuge for you, okay? And it is called Gecko Nation. Join this group. It is a breath of fresh air. Yeah, there's 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 a few troublemakers in there, but they're not they're not making trouble. Everybody is in, on their best behavior, and they're helpful, and they're happy, 
and they're helping everyone, and they're having a good time, and they're posting their pictures. And it's amazing. It's what people should strive to make the reptile community look like online. And we don't always make us make ourselves look great. We need to make ourselves look good to the outside world, everyone. And I, I hope everybody can hear me and try to think about that because we're being scrutinized by outside forces that want to take our hobby away from us. How we look to the outside world, they're doing everything they can to make us look like the most terrible people in the world for, for loving these animals and for keeping our pets. And it doesn't matter. It's not about reptiles. It, it's, it's, uh, these are our pets. You guys got to make us look good to the outside world. world. Make us look responsible. Uh, they think we're a bunch of misfits, weirdos, lunatics. And sometimes on Facebook, some of us make us look that way. We've got we to gotta think about what we post. All right? And that's all I'm going to say about that. Gecko Nation Radio would not be possible without its amazing sponsors. Please take advantage of what they're doing, for not only for the show, but also what they're doing for you. Contact them. Help their businesses, because they're helping you by bringing this show to everyone. And they're also going to go one step further, and they're going to give you discounts. AB Dragons is going to give you 5% off your orders by typing Gecko in the in the checkout thing. Rainbow Mealworms just did an awesome uh, campaign for, two, for the end of 2013 where everybody got $10 credit for typing Gecko Nation in the checkout. Um, and the other sponsors, Thad Ohio from Ohio Gecko. Ohio Gecko is now a sponsor. Let them know that you love the show and you're glad that they sponsor it. They're going to hook you up. John Scarrow, amazing breeder. Tell him you love Gecko Nation Radio. He's going to say, oh, you're a good fella. I like you. And he's going to give you half price on every order. No, I'm just kidding. He's probably going to take care of you, though. And all the other sponsors, of course. MS2, Marcy. We love you, Marcy. Marcy, I don't know how much free roach chow Marcy's given away in 2013. In fact, I didn't even know who this woman was. She was contacting me back in 2013 wanting to send me some green dust in a bag. And I'm like, who is this lady? And she tried to give it to everybody. And everybody was like, who is this lady? But she networked and she got the roach chow and people took her up on the free bags of roach crack. And now it's famous. <laughs> and that's, that's the truth. And now we all love Marcy for it. So... Let's support these people because they're doing good in the community. I think where we send our money is so important. It's like one of the last few things that we actually can do powerful. A lot of us don't have a ton of money, but where you send it in which direction makes all the difference. Don't send it to, you know, bad sources or, you know, send it in the, to the good people. Help the good people. Help the people that are helping you. Check out these amazing sponsors, everybody, or else I'm just going to talk all day. Here you go. Gecko Nation Radio is a David's Fine Gecko's creation and production. You can visit the show's Facebook page at Gecko Nation Radio. I also have a great family-friendly group on Facebook called Gecko Nation. Apply for membership today. 
Gecko Nation Radio is sponsored by abdragons.com is your source for the highest quality doobie roaches. Whether you're starting a colony of your own or just need feeders for your insect-eating herps, abdragons.com can't be beat in quality or price. They are also a huge distributor of FlexWatt reptile heat tape and have very competitive pricing. Check out abdragons.com online and on Facebook. And if you're looking for quality food for your dubia roaches, crickets, mealworms, and superworms, look no further than MS2 Premium Insect Chow. Made with reptiles in mind, it contains no dog food, cat food, or chicken mash. Using only vegetable proteins and high-quality ingredients, MS2 Premium Insect Chow will have your feeders making a beeline for it. Contact ms2ent.weebly.com or it can also be purchased at Rainbow Mealworms and AB Dragons. Rainbow Mealworms is the largest worm grower in the world and selling to the public since 1956. If you need the highest quality mealworms, superworms, and crickets for your pets, contact them at www. Dot rainbowmealworms.net Dale's Bearded Dragons is your one-stop source for any reptile supply products that you may need from Exoterra, Zoomed, Rapashi, Repcal, Fluker, and much, much more and all at 20-50% to 50% cheaper than your local pet store or big chain pet store. They are also the biggest reptile supply distributor at most of the Northeast Expos. Contact them directly online at dalesbeardeddragons.com or Message me on Facebook and I'll put you in touch with the owner. Gecko Boa Reptiles is your source for the highest quality leopard gecko morphs and wild types, from white and yellows to radars, amazing tremper morphs, and rare subspecies. John is a world-class breeder and extremely knowledgeable. If you're looking for something truly special in geckos, contact John Scarborough at geckoboa.com and on Facebook. Okay, everybody. Um, I'd like to also give a special shout-out to a few people um, that I saw today at the show. Okay. Number one, thank you, everybody that picked up geckos for me. Awesome. I sold a gecko that I probably shouldn't have to Jay, but he's very happy about it. What's up, Jay? You're bragging about that gecko, I know. Jay talked me into getting rid of the darkest gecko that I have in my collection, which is the Black Pearl Patternless D-Project gecko. And it still hurts a little bit. <clears throat> but the stack of cash is nice, too. But it went to a good home. So thank you, Jay. I want to say also that it was awesome meeting Drew from Serpent City Exotics. And me and Drew uh, were able to get a photo together, which is cool. And Drew's been cracking me up for about two years now on YouTube and on Facebook. So it was nice meeting him. And, and he and uh, the, the boys from Crawling Critters, that other radio show, uh, they don't do it anymore. I think they're going to hopefully start it up again at some point. They're going to be on soon, so you can count on that. That should be a fun time. Um, also, everybody, if you're new to geckos, okay, and, you know, you're not big on Facebook and, you know, you do a lot of, if you want to get, like, information of the history of genetics and breeders and who's who and all the, the big names and the whole, you know, hardcore gecko uh, groups, you got to check out Gecko Forums. So check this out. Did you know that since 2006, there's been a treasure trove of history and information on leopard geckos and other species? Well, Gecko Forums is the most extensive database of leopard gecko history on the web right now. 
take a look and delve into the past, present, and future of this great community. The biggest contributors, breeders, and hobbyists have left their mark there. Now it's your turn. Look, learn, and post away. Need a place to post animals for sale? Look no further. Visit geckoforums.net and become a member today. Gecko Nation Radio is proud to be the official radio show associated with Gecko Forums. And, you know, Thad from Ohio Gecko runs Gecko Forums, and uh, Ohio Gecko is now a sponsor, like I said. I, didn't, I don't think I saw Thad today at the show. Uh, I saw Matt Barnark, I mean, Baronic from Sasebeck. He was there even though he had a pneumonia. See, guys, we suffer for our geckos. I'm telling you, it's the truth. Um, and my favorite new co-host, Mandy, was there. Mandy's always a bunch of fun. Um, you know, I don't know. It was, it's, the show was great. What else can I say? I'm going to stop blabbing and blabbing and blabbing, and I am going to bring on my awesome co-host, who I'm sure has some things to say for the new year. Let's go ahead and grab Marsha, or as she's known to some people as the mean old gecko lady. Miss Marsha, you are live on Gecko Nation Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year to everybody. This is going to be a great year. This is going to be a great, great year. There's some good energy out there, isn't there, Marsha? There sure is. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, people who are, you know, like you said earlier in your intro, are fairly new to the hobby. And, I mean, these people, I mean, are, are going to be a force to be reckoned with. And one of those people is our guest, Jeff Scott. So I'm really excited to have him, and I'm also excited to be a co-host on tonight's show. And thank you all for listening in and contributing to, you know, all this positive energy that's going out to help make 2014 the the best year as far as uh, people working together. So let's make it, let's just make it so. (laughs) Make it so, just like Captain Picard would say. That's right, make it so. (laughs) I, I love Captain Picard. He's the best captain out of all the. I think. Star well, Trek. of course, I came from the. I came from the. You know, the original Star Trek series era. So, you know, I've always got kind of had a, kind of a thing for James T. Kirk. But you know, there's something to say about about uh, Picard. He's uh, he's got some class. That guy. He really does. And you know what? As for a man that's, you know, he's he's so confident. He's not. A, he doesn't have any hair. He's a bald man. And he just pulls it off so well. He's like just re- like you said, real class. And you know, he's like a trained. From what I've, I've read, he's a a, cha- a trained um, Shakespearean actor. So he's like That's really. Right. Yeah, he was yeah. he was knighted uh, by the queen. You know on, that, you know, right? On stage, on stage trained. I mean, uh, this guy's trained in classical acting as well as character acting. So that's pretty cool. And you know what, Dave? Him being mm-hmm. bald. Him being bald doesn't mean squat. I know, but you would think though that you know, I'm, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say by that is you know I'm bald too, but he pulls well, it off I like that. <laughs> he pulls it off like he's super confident. You know what I mean? Like the boldness doesn't even matter to him, and and he seems like from from his initial appearance, he seems like an unlikely choice to be 
the captain of a Star, Star Trek show. And, you know, you would think they would want to put a big, you know, more masculine, tough guy kind of look to a, to that. But I think they couldn't have chosen a better person, and I'm glad yeah. we agree on that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The guy is hot, I'm telling you. Okay, enough of that. Enough of that. That's cool, though. I'm glad. I'm glad that we got got a chance to give him some credit, though. Um, You know, I was just going to say one more thing on that. I'll say one more thing on that. I didn't live in the '60s when the first Star Trek came out, but I went back and watched it on Netflix. And I'm sorry, but I could I couldn't watch it. It was terrible. I mean. But I think for its time, it was a, it was ahead of its time. So if I was going up there, in the exactly. Comments, you know, oh, yeah. Right. For its time, it was so far advanced in as far as special effects goes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, mm-hmm. it was way, way, way ahead of its uh, of, of time at that point. But you know, then Star Wars came out in all of Lucas's, uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, fantastic uh, special effects, and then you go back and watch those old, uh, those old original Star Trek reruns, you know, and just go. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But uh, <laughs> what was your favorite episode of the old one? Um, jeez, yeah, I only watched a couple of them, and I couldn't watch them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't, I couldn't get into it. Um, I think I've I think it, I've watched it enough times to even uh, you know know some of the you know, <laughs> some of the uh, you know talking back and forth uh, under underlying um, uh, reasons for what they've said that went clear over my head when in the '60s when I was uh, a, a kid in school. Well, you know, let me tell you, science fiction is an escape for people that are very smart because when you're very smart. You don't – nothing against football or baseball. When you're very smart, your head is thinking about the most universal questions, and your your head is going to be – your brain is going to be on space because that's at the biggest thing that we could possibly think about. And so most, most very highly intelligent people seek out these outlets such as science fiction, and it, I think it can expand people's minds, even people that aren't into science fiction, if they give it a chance. It really makes you think about the big questions, and I think it can make people make people smarter because a lot of these concepts in science fiction are coming true in reality, are becoming science fact. You know, if they they make new, you could go back and watch the oldest science fiction films, and these gadgets and ray guns that they're shooting, we're making all that stuff now. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's, it's absolutely. I know. I know what you're talking about because I'm an avid uh, science fiction and fantasy reader. Uh, myself, mm-hmm. and uh, I read uh, that genre mainly for escapism be- and for the very right. reason that you said. Um, my brain doesn't shut off. I it know. keeps going and going and going, and so I have to have something, a positive outlet to distract me, uh, you know, <laughs> from that. And it puts me, yeah, and it puts me in a different space where my imagination, you know, can can take over. I mean, and you know what, Dave? You and I have had some pretty awesome uh, late-night conversations about these very things that you were just mentioning, about, you know, things that, things that can stimulate your brain, you know. And I yep. think that that's uh, – and, and, I mean, and, and we can tie that in to our love and hobby of, of geckos, uh, I was just going to. I was just going to say, Marcia. Let me just jump in here. You, you know, go right yes, ahead. Yes, yes. Great minds think alike. Of, 
we have solved the mysteries of the universe in some of our late-night conversations. And I believe that people that have found geckos are intelligent. Because you know what? You've got to be smart to, to really seek this type of thing out. And, you know, it's just, we're, you know, get, people in the gecko community are not idiots. You know, you, you know we're, we're definitely above average intelligence. Most of us, anyway. And, mm-hmm. and speaking of above average intelligence, let us bring on our guest tonight, who is Jeff Scott from the Megalia, I hope I said that right, Megalia, Megalia Gecko yeah. Project. Okay, uh-huh. and that's a town in, in California where he lives. And yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go I know again. right where it is, too. Yeah, he said he knows uh, where you live, too. Mr. Jeff, Uh-oh. you are live on Gecko Nation Radio. Oh, cool. Hello, yay, everybody. Yay, yay. Marsha, how you doing? I'm doing good, Jeff. We're so glad to have you on the show, and I just I just know you're going to just uh, just blow our minds and blow our socks off with, you know, <laughs> with who you are and what you are and what you do. So welcome. Oh, well, well thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Dave. Um, you're very welcome. Like, Can you fill those expectations, Jeff? Uh, but gosh, I hope so. <laughs> it, he comes. It comes by it naturally. Okay. I didn't mean to put. I didn't mean to put any pressure no, on you. I wasn't nervous. Now I am. Gosh. <laughs> no, not at all. Really. Uh, yeah. No. It's, it's a whole positive thing. That's 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 great. I love the intro. It, hey, Jeff. Funny, you, uh, listen. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, when you guys were talking about, you know, you didn't like uh, sports or, I mean, they're great and everything and all that. You know, growing up, I, I never really was into, like, football or baseball or anything like that. My heroes were, like, um, Einstein, uh, Tesla, Oppenheimer, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that, which was... Madame Curie? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I, I, anything. Uh, what's his name? Isaac Isimov or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, I, I read all, all of that stuff. Um, always, always um, in my own little world, kind of a thing. Uh, yep, I think it's important, like for people that are thinking that we have those outlets. For me, it was always Lord of the Rings, and I read a lot yeah, of Lord yeah, of the Rings. that was yeah, that was a good one. The Hobbit, um, well, the whole trilogy, yeah, Chronicles mm-hmm. of Narnia, all of those. That's yeah. weird. You and guys you know, like that stuff too. <laughs> Awesome. You know what I like. Um, you know what I like about reading the books over seeing it on, you know, the screen is that very rarely does uh, can they depict what what our imaginations, uh, you know, conjure up as we're reading. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, does that make yeah. sense? It, no, no, it, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I think that's why it's important to read and and you know to for escapism because it actually forces your brain. Yeah. You know, to to visualize, uh, you know, what's going on in the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it does definitely. The, hey, Jeff, I before would... we uh, before we go and bring on Steve for the news, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, real quick, and uh, so people out there know who you are and where you're coming from. Um. Okay. Uh, how I first? You want to know my first reptile? That would be great. Yeah. Growing up, we had um. Desert tortoises, illegal to have now, but we're talking the 60s. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't even know how we got them. I was living down in um, uh, La Mirada, and we had desert tortoises. And I was always fascinated by 
Oh, how they how they moved and what they did. Watch them eating um, apricots that fell off the tree, <laughs> and and hand feeding them like rose petals and stuff. Got bit. That's always fun. <laughs> they they bite hard. <laughs> and then I <laughs> I got caught a um, oh alligator lizard. <laughs> What are you guys laughing about? Oh, uh, we're, we're, as we they, know what you're they, talking about. Oh, <laughs> they, bite, they bite hard. It's, yeah, they do. Smug, that smug chuckle that, you know, it's that we know what you're talking about. <laughs> Been there. I've said them before. They oh, like yeah. I just eat mine cheese. Oh, man. Can you figure? Go figure. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, and then I caught a, um, an alligator lizard, a female alligator lizard. My God, I was young. Uh, maybe eight or nine. I don't know. It's, you know, we're talking a long time ago, 40 years probably. <laughs> and uh, it laid eggs, and I took an old Timex watch box. You know, the kind of – they used to come in cool boxes that had the flip top. And I put the mm-hmm. alligator lizard's eggs in there with a handful of grass from the yard and a piece of lettuce over the top. <laughs> and I, I, I shut it and put it in, like, my toy cabinet for, I don't know, I for a long time, and then I forgot about it. One day I opened it up, and there's all these little alligator lizards in there. Oh my gosh! You know how they're cool? They got that gold stripe down their back when they first hatch. Yeah, so they that, don't have that reticulated to, or that uh, motley look on their side. Yeah, stuff. they got yeah. like a cool gold stripe down their back. And I opened them up. And I go, whoa! I thought I thought that somebody changed the eggs or something. I remember thinking that whoa, somebody's playing with me. You know. They're changelings. <laughs> yeah, they're changelings. They're reptilian shapeshifters. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't, don't get me started on that. <laughs> I know, huh? That's a cool subject. We could talk all night on that one. Well, yeah, we could. I'll, t- I'll tell you, but one of my ideas to do another show is to, uh, if I ever do another radio show, it's going to be just like Coast to Coast AM kind of. You know, talk about conspiracies, UFOs, aliens, reptilian oh. shapeshifters, all that kind of See, stuff. Kind of like that, what's his name, Nori? Yeah, just like Nori. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that'd be cool. No, and then, uh, and then, then uh, what was the second ones I hatched? Were uh, California Mountain Kings. I caught a uh, gravid female. And um, I was probably in high school by then or junior high. And then the janitor at the school was really—he was really into reptiles. So we told him told him about it, and he said to put him in a um, cardboard shoebox with some peat moss, and use mm-hmm. a light, use a um, you know just a regular incandescent light to keep warmth in there. Mm-hmm. And um, we we did that in a ten gallon uh, aquarium, and um, a whole bunch of them hatched. And uh, it started, you know, then I was into everything. I, I had reticulated pythons, Burmese, ball, um, oh, you name it. Back then you could buy um, Cayman at Kmart. Or uh, I think really? I got mine at, yeah, I got mine at Zodi's, I think. There was a, a chain store called um, Zodi's. And you go go in the back in the little pet section and... Um, they were like ten bucks or something. I went and bought a, a North American Cayman from there. Brought it home. My mom wasn't real happy, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's okay. I was. 
Yeah. It's, it's, they're they're cool and they're young, but um, they're like wild animals or something. <laughs> they, they they bite pretty good. They make that cool that you know that the little. Thing. Do you have that on your sound effects? That the baby. The, no, but we're gonna baby, get that. I want oh, that. Oh, you gotta have that. It's so cool. But they did yeah. that little you know how it goes. But yep, uh, yeah, yep. they they do that. But um, yeah, had them had him for a while, and and I think my friend had a swimming pool in his garage, a little kiddie pool that we set up, and he had another one. We kept them in there until they got too big, and uh, then we finally ended up taking them to the alligator farm they used to have across from Knott's Berry Farm. That that was one of my regular uh, places to go. Wow. I don't know if any, anybody from Southern California remembers that, but they they closed it down in eighty. I do remember that, but I wasn't in Southern. I was in Southern California from when I was born in nineteen fifty four until you know I was in seventh grade. So. Yeah. No, I used I used to go there like every weekend mm-hmm. on on my bike or take the bus or something. And that, hey, give me a job. Hey, give me a job. <laughs> they they got tired of me bugging them. They they just used to let me in for free. Yeah, but did they but did they let you have a job like scooping poop or anything like that? No, I was um, too young. You had to be over eighteen. Oh. Yeah, but I'd go down there and bug them all the time anyway. Because they, they didn't oh, just have okay, out. guys, hang tight. We gotta get Steve on. Wait, he's been on for oh, yeah, half let's an get hour. Steve on. <laughs> Hold on one second. Time out for. Good evening, Deconians. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, Steve. Happy New Year. <laughs> Steve, you hey. rock. Thanks. How you guys doing? Good, good. Better now that you're here with us. All right. Even better. Okay, on your sci-fi uh, conversation there, um, I'm a huge fan of sci-fi. One of my mm-hmm. favorite favorite movies, and I don't remember a lot of it because I saw it when, when I was a kid, was Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But do you remember in Blade Runner where I, I think it was uh, either a boa or a python, and they were talking about that they were they were extinct, and uh, I think they were cloned or something. I can't remember. I just thought of that when you guys were talking about it, how there yeah. was a, a boa or a python in there that was cloned. Wow, I don't remember hmm. that, but I've seen the movie, huh. so... Hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Blade Runner. Now yeah. i got to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been some years. Good flick, and so was Soylent Green. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but let's Soylent not get off Green on a tangent. Soylent Green is people. Hey, yeah, that was that was a good one, God. Oh my God, that just like oh my God, this poor guy has to go to this little cell and lay down and watch this video of of what the Earth used to look like with trees and flowers and a blue sky and stuff, so he could die. Yeah, no, I, I when that came out, it was um, oh ahead of its time. <laughs> oh yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, I, I remember. But anyway, that. we're getting you off track here. Sorry, Steve. Okay, so. <laughs> Leading into our first stories, I want to remind everybody to support U.S. ARC and donate to the Reptile Defense Fund. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yep. And that leads us into our first two stories, which I'm, in, I'm just going to read the title of the article and then take a quote from the article to tell you what it's about. So the title is, okay. don't, don't Even Think About Overturning the Python Ban. That's the title. And the quote from the article is, the banning of four invasive reptiles was a good start. The pythons were popular with reptile breeders and collectors, but too many either escaped or were let loose in the wild. That's what the whole, you know, basically the whole article is about, and that it's totally opinionated towards whoever the author is does not want us to have the reptiles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our next Lovely. article, yeah, big surprise. Yeah. yeah. Our next article, Snakes Pose a Threat. And again, this is referring to U.S. Ark's lawsuit. The spread of creatures that pose such a threat should be stopped. Let's hope the court sees it that way. Ugh. Yeah. Jeez. I hate hate hearing this kind of stuff. It's, yeah, it's, it's bigger things in the world to worry about than someone keeping snakes. I mean, come on. You bet. I keep I keep pythons too. I know what you're saying. And they won't stop there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they start taking rights away from people, and they they just won't stop. I mean, yeah, it'll just keep going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. And that leads us to our next story. In Grand Rapids, Michigan. A couple acquired a used couch and two months later discovered a boa constrictor living inside of it. (laughs) The couple couple noticed the head poking out, so they cut the side of the the couch open and got the snake out. It was really um, emaciated. And they had planned on nursing the boa back, but it had died shortly after being discovered, unfortunately. Hmm. But it was I'm wondering that- if that, how it got in there. I mean, if they didn't have it, it must have uh, gotten in there from a different place yeah, it, or whatever from before it, they got it. Right. It was a used couch, so. Okay, there you go. Who, who knows? Well, the boa was using it. I like, I like that they were... You know, it didn't say they had any reptiles as pets, but they were willing to keep it. I like that it's well, that's that. good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I've got a couple more snake stories. <laughs> In Ooh. Fort Worth, Texas, a 14-foot albino Burmese python was stolen from its enclosure. The owners rescued the python in 2006 when they found it roaming an abandoned apartment building. And they've kept it since then. And there's a $500 reward for the return. So that's another rescue story, but unfortunately the snake was stolen. 14 feet of um, snake. Yeah. How how do you stick that down your pants out of the I'm, I'm oh, sure. I, got, I know a few people. I know a few people who might even try that. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. You want to hear something funny, everybody? Um, about ten years ago, I uh, I'm guilty of doing something like that. I uh, 
I, I was visiting, visiting my family down in Florida, and my, my cousin Georgie had a, uh, uh, it's about a four-foot-long boa, maybe about an inch around in diameter, kind of like a little bit bigger than a garden hose, so to speak. And uh, <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to bring it home with me. I paid him 50 bucks for it, and I wanted to bring it home with me uh, back to Jersey when I was living. And I didn't know about shipping animals back then. So I put it in a pillowcase, and I stuffed it down the front of my pants, and I brought it home. <laughs> <laughs> on the plane, and nobody knew, nobody oh was the wiser. Oh, my God, snakes, snakes on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> but back then, you know, you weren't searched like you are today, and you were able to get away with all kinds of stuff, believe me, uh, bringing yeah. stuff back on the plane. And, yeah, so I'm guilty of that. <laughs> I don't mind telling you, because I think it's kind of cool, actually, that I was able to pull it off. <laughs> cool. Dave's a smuggler. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of um, a lot of girls gave me their phone numbers too. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there, but yeah. <laughs> tell them I didn't even have to. Ask. I didn't even have to ask. Well, no, tell them you have to. They have to learn how to play the flute first, you know. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's as far as I'm going to go with that, though. Sorry. <laughs> Don't I'm get me started, guys. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Oh. I'm sorry. I had, I had to tell that story. <laughs> All right, leading to our next story. In Oklahoma, a man discovered a dead seven-foot tan-colored boa or python with a diamond-shaped pattern. It, they didn't specify what species or anything in his workshop, and where the constrictor came from is unknown. Hmm. It's going to be a tough one tonight, picking the false story. So, (laughs) all right, our next story. In Dayton, Ohio, a utility worker discovered a four-foot alligator in a bathtub in a vacant home. The gator was removed and is now in in the Montgomery County Animal Resource Center. So somebody just left their four-foot alligator when they moved, apparently. Great. Yeah. Great. That's what we need. Yeah. Yeah, another negative uh, Hmm. reason. I I think gators are banned in most states anyways, but... uh, uh, I, I I don't know. I, I, I if I had the room, I I really like gators. I'd I have do a big, too. I'd, I'd have a big old Nile crocodile, but it wouldn't do too good up here. <laughs> no, it gets a little cold up there where you are. <laughs> yeah, a bit chilly for them. You can always set enclosure. it up in a really nice indoor like spa like enclosure. You know. Yeah. Keep the deer out of my garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our last story. Residents in Thailand discovered a two-headed, six-legged house gecko in their apartment, and the residents plan to care for the gecko and keep it as a pet. So that's pretty cool. Uh, It was a wild gecko that they found. Did I see a picture of that, a photo of that? Indonesia or something? Thailand. Oh, Thailand. Huh. Yeah. That one's hard to believe, but I I seen a picture of something circulating, but 
It was on the internet. It's got to be. Yeah, real. I saw something circulating too that had two heads. I didn't bother to count how many legs it had, but. Yeah, no, it was like a gecko grown out of the side of another gecko. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. obviously a, a conjoined uh, uh, twin situation that, you know, one was a parasite possibly on to the other one. But yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, so I'll give you guys a recap, and you can pick the false story. So here they go. Okay. Don't even don't even think about overturning the python ban. Snakes pose a threat. Couple discover boa constrictor in couch. Python stolen in Texas. Resident finds dead snake. Alligator found in vac- vacant home. And two-headed, six-legged gecko found in Thailand. One of them's false. All right, Marsha, ladies first. I'm always wrong. <laughs> so am I. I guess usually. I'm just like really easily lied to or whatever because you know I'm, I'm gullible. <laughs> I'm going to say the snake in the couch. This is a tough week for for a fake story. I'm telling you, Steven's a trickster. <laughs> it gets trickier and trickier every week. It does because you know what. <laughs> I mean, almost anything could be real, really. I'm looking in the chat room. Um, Erica is saying stolen Python is false. Come on, guys, let's see what your uh, what your choices are. Sean's saying the Python stolen in Texas. Angela can't guess for some reason. Jeff Scott's on there. He says the chicken bird wants to be on the air. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, you didn't. You didn't hear the cockatiel. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, uh, <laughs> it's a chicken bird. All right. The two-headed gecko. Um, all right. Go ahead. Uh, before I give my answer, go ahead, uh, Jeff. What do you think is the false story? The one where Dave's on a plane with the boa and (laughs) and i got all the girls phone numbers right yeah the girls phone numbers that threw it dave (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna go with the 14 foot uh stolen python i I just can't see how i i mean it'd it'd be cool to have one but god how do you how do you get that out i'm going to that's my final answer (laughs) all right um I'm kind of torn between that story and the gator in the bathtub thing. Um, see, I, I think I, I did see something about a like petrified gecko that was, or dehydrated gecko from Thailand. I did see something like that um, yeah. from mutant, and I, and I think it was a hoax. So I, I think that might be true. I'm going to go with the. I'm going to be different, and I'm going to go with the the uh, gator in the bathtub as the false story. What do you oh, say? Oh, don't tell me you don't believe oh. in Bigfoot either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the false story is Python stolen in Texas. It's a false story. Yep. All right. <laughs> do I win something or just right. an attaboy? I get an attaboy, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> much. yeah, but you know what, right. though? It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if a python got stolen in Texas. I just don't know that it would have hit the news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what do you do with a 14-foot python that, I mean, you'd have to keep it. You couldn't sell it. Hey, put it on <laughs> yeah. Craigslist. It's, you know. 
<laughs> well, if they start banning the interstate transport of big snakes, um, I'll tell you, you're going to see a lot more people smuggling them. And, and, I'm, and I'm just curious, like, if that does happen, uh, and you're driving from, you know, say, one state to another, I mean, unless you get pulled over, how are they really going to know you're, you're transporting snakes? I mean, I mean, I guess it's a very risky thing because you're going to get thrown in jail for a long time if they catch you. But, yeah. you know, Snake I'm just deal. trying to think about it. Yeah, but, you know, if they're going to ask, if they ask or require and start requiring, you know, like they're doing in Florida and have been for the last several years, and that's why a lot of vendors are really PO'd over, you know, at the um, uh, Daytona show, uh, you know, they're, out, they're, they're wanting, you know, written documentation on where did you get the animal. Who has mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Right Okay, I mean, anybody with any kind of, you know, program on their computer can, you know, make up a really cool certificate or whatever. It's just, um, I mean, and like for me, for example, and many of us, I'd have to say, well, I produced this gecko, and I produced this gecko's parents. (laughs) (laughs) And one of their grandparents I produced. So what else do you want from me? You know, how are they gonna? How are they gonna? I just sagged out of from Marcia, <laughs> <laughs> and she produced the grandparents and great grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, how, yeah. How are they gonna? You know, require documentation. I mean, the last time I was at the Daytona show, they were. Um, arresting and handcuffing people and hauling them out of the show. Vendors that didn't have written documentation as oh my to their, the source of their animals. Yeah. Wow. wow. I haven't been back to the show since for that reason. Snake sniffing dogs and you know, like they got Maybe. The, the drug sniffing dogs and train them for reptile. Thank well, gosh. I never know. Yeah, well, they yeah, have all these. They don't uh, bust some lady in a you know five thousand dollar alligator purse and matching boots. <laughs> yeah. you know, spe- speaking of gators, um, I I just like to to say something that's been on my mind, especially today, and I think in the upcoming week I'm gonna I'm gonna make an not an announcement, but I'm gonna bring something to light that I discovered, and um, I I gotta say that uh, I'm personally am against the sale of baby alligators at reptile shows. I think it's bad for us. I think it's going to, I think it's one of the major things that's going to destroy this or help to destroy this for us um, because these animals are being bought for less than $100 by irresponsible pet owners and they're being released in the wild when they get too big and they're being released in areas that, of course, are not native to these animals. And this is a huge problem. And, you know, just like that story where it was found in a bathtub, I mean, this has got to stop. I mean, if you want an alligator so bad, go down to Florida and get one. But I don't think they should be so readily available up north at reptile shows. I just, I think well, it's I a bad thing. I don't think they should be readily available, period. And that's because the majority of people that might pick them up would consider, it would be like, more, the majority of people, it would be an impulse buy. Of course. And there's knucklehead like, buying oh my things. God. These are not, yeah, these aren't people... These are the people that are buying these things are buying them for shock value alone, and that's mm-hmm. it. I mean, I, I see, you know, I see it, and it's 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 very it's very upsetting. And I don't think anybody should should use these animals as a way to make a quick buck like that when it's literally destroying our hobby every time yeah, one of these things is discovered. Yeah, their enclosures have to be too big, and um, yeah, 
I mean, they're they're beautiful animals. They're neat, but I mean, they, they don't belong in captivity unless you've got a great big setup. Right. You know, he, and that's he, the he problem. Got, and they got, wind up in the local pond. Yeah. And they either die I mean, or they be or they, or they become invasive. I mean, you know, it depends on well, where you and, live. and they get right. And then they 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 get discovered and they make first page, front page news. And then there's another nail in the coffin of coffin of herpetoculture. And I, I don't. I, I'm. It's very upsetting to me. Uh, but I don't want to. I don't want to go off on a tangent. Go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. And in our herp history, on May seventh, nineteen thirty-six. I just thought this was an interesting little article. The title is "Masked Police Grab Reptile." Police wearing masks and armed with poisonous gas enter a room of an evacuated hotel Wednesday to overpower a poisonous, not venomous, it says poisonous, poisonous. (laughs) black adder which bit its keeper. The keeper was Edward E. Smith, billed professionally as Abul Saad, Egyptian snake artist. (laughs) His left arm was amputated to stop the spread of poison, but... He bore no malice toward his collection of nine reptiles. You can't, you can't blame them, he said, from a hospital bed. They were just nervous. <laughs> so that was wow. May 7th, 1936. I thought it was just a cool... Hmm. Yeah, know, that's... The crazy reptile stories didn't just start. It's been going on <laughs> for a long time. So. Jeez. It just it didn't wow. have anti venom then. Just a saw. Yeah. Yep. Or an- anti poison, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess anti- you'd have to have anti poison back then. Anti poison. If anybody doesn't understand what we're talking about, there is no such thing as a poisonous snake. They're venomous, and uh, people mis- misinterpret and call them poisonous all the time. And it's not—it's a you know—it's not the, the right way to describe what's going on. But yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, hey Steve, I, I want to give you the option. If you want to hang on with us and, and talk with Jeff, you're welcome to. Or if you you have to go, that's fine too. But uh, it's your choice. All right, yeah, I gotta go tonight. Aww. Okay. Oh, okay. Steve, yeah, Steve, you did a good go. job on on the uh, the whole uh, it's showing my gecko spin around on on your little thingy there. I just wanted oh. to thank you in person. Oh, that was very cool, oh, huh? Thank yeah. you. No, hey, I, all he needed was that song on there that goes, "You spin <laughs> me right round, baby, right round, like a oh, red yeah, huh? baby, round, round." You know, <laughs> hey. <laughs> A little spin on it, you know? Sorry. I kind of like the Walking Dead Dead scene was kind of cool. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, good job, Steve. doctors. Yeah, thank you. Great, Steve. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Steve, Steve, give out your information for everybody, if you don't mind. Um, You can look me up on Facebook and YouTube under BC Barker Creations. Awesome. All right. Uh, we look forward to speaking with you again next week, Steve. Have a good night. Good night. All right. You Later, too. bud. All right, everybody. Our distinguished news anchor has left us, and 
Um, we're coming up on the half hour mark already. Wow, the first hour of the show went really quick. Uh, Marsha and Jeff, I'm going to put you guys on hold, and um, I want to play a, a, a sponsor plug so everybody knows about the awesome people that sponsor this great show. And when we come back in the second half, we're going to talk to Jeff about his projects, what he's working on, um, what's basically his interest in gecko, leopard geckos in particular. And um, I'm also going to put it out to you guys if you want to uh, call in and ask him or I or Marsha questions. I see there's a couple people online. Uh, I don't know if you guys are listening in or not, but we'll take those. We'll try to take your call. But uh, everybody in the chat room, the call-in number is 646-478-5331. Again, it's 646-478-5331. We will be right back, everyone. Gecko Nation Radio is a David's Fine Gecko's creation and production. You can visit the show's Facebook page at Gecko Nation Radio. I also have a great family-friendly group on Facebook called Gecko Nation. Apply for membership today. Gecko Nation Radio is sponsored by... Rainbow Mealworms is the largest worm grower in the world and selling to the public since 1956. If you need the highest quality mealworms, superworms, and crickets for your pets, contact them at www.rainbowmealworms.net. Gecko Boa Reptiles is your source for the highest quality leopard gecko morphs and wild types, from white and yellows to radars, amazing tremper morphs, and rare subspecies. John is a world-class breeder and extremely knowledgeable. If you're looking for something truly special in geckos, contact John Scarborough at geckoboa.com and on Facebook. abdragons.com is your source for the highest quality doobie roaches, whether you're starting a colony of your own or just need feeders for your insect-eating herps abdragons.com can't be beat in quality or price. They are also a huge distributor of FlexWatt Reptile Heat Tape and have very competitive pricing. Check out abdragons.com online and on Facebook. Dale's Bearded Dragons is your one-stop source for any reptile supply products that you may need from Exoterra, Zoomed, Rapashi, Repcal, Fluker, and much, much more. And all at 20 to 50% cheaper than your local pet store or big chain pet store. They are also the biggest reptile supply distributor at most of the Northeast Expos. Contact them directly online at dalesbeardeddragons.com or message me on Facebook and I'll put you in touch with the owner. And if you're looking for quality food for your dubia roaches, crickets, mealworms, and superworms, look no further than MS2 Premium Insect Chow. Made with reptiles in mind, it contains no dog food, cat food, or chicken mash. Using only vegetable proteins and high-quality ingredients, MS2 Premium Insect Chow will have your feeders making a beeline for it. Contact ms2ent.weebly.com or it can also be purchased at Rainbow Mealworms and AB Dragons. Okay, everybody. Uh, we are back. Um, tonight, tonight, I'm sorry, I got distracted there for a second. Uh, we have Jeff Scott with us tonight, everyone. And uh, for those of you guys that would like to call in and ask anybody, any one of us a question, uh, Mars is my co-host. The number again is 646-478-5331. I want to thank everybody that's in the chat room. I also want to mention one last time, not only is our, another new sponsor is Fad from Ohio Gecko. Ohio Gecko is specializes in fat tails, some really interesting max snows with reduced spotting, just like really unique projects. So definitely check out 
ohiogecko.com and Gecko Forums. Awesome, awesome breeder, awesome forum. Um, everyone, please take advantage of our sponsors. They want to give you good deals. Mention Gecko Nation or Gecko Nation Radio, and they are going to hook you up. All right. Uh, just off the top of my head, I know for a fact that 80dragon.com is giving 5% off any order uh, using the word gecko in, in the uh, checkout. That, and they sell, you know, like the plug says, Dubia Roses and FlexWat. So if you're building a rack or you need Dubias, type in gecko and get a discount on your stuff. All right, let me bring back Jeff and Marsha. Okay. Jeff and Marsha. Welcome back, Jeff, and welcome back, Marsha. Um, We're back. Here I is. We are back. Yes, and I'd like to start off the second hour, Jeff, and I want to give you the opportunity. Now, I just I noticed that the chat room is filled, and, and by the way, thank you, everyone, uh, for participating in the show tonight. I love when the chat room is filled. I know it's not always possible. Not everybody can always get in all the time, but thank you guys for making that effort tonight uh, and showing your support for the show and for Jeff and Marsha and myself. Uh, so now that that's said, um, everyone, call in tonight if you have questions. And, Jeff, let's start off your conversation now with basically tell us what, what fascinates you most about leopard geckos and why you're so interested in them and why you've decided to become – uh, just a very prominent hobbyist in this area of herpetoculture. Gosh. You know what's cool about is leopard that, geckos? Is that too deep for you? <laughs> uh, who, <huh>? no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. What it happened? was an open-ended question, so that means that he can go on and on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I could, get, I could get like way out there with it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we're, well. we're following you. We're following you. In this Are you movie. hearing my colors? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen an unhappy leopard gecko? I mean, look at them. They're always Never. smiling. They're, they always Never. got a smile on their face. Well, you know? I'm sorry. I've seen several unhappy leopard geckos, and I have scars and blood to prove <laughs> yeah. it. But, but they did have a smile on their face the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got bitten here and there. But it's just little love, you know, little snippy love bites. But uh, no, you know what got me into them? In 2000, when I moved up north up here, uh, a lady at the place where I work, um, her daughter had a leopard gecko that she was giving away, and I said, "Sure, I'll take it." And um, I took it. It was just a uh, normal. And then um, oh, I had her for years, and then. Um, God, I got a blizzard. I bought a blizzard from a show, and uh, I ran into a guy that had um, pure affies, the real dark affies. And um, we thought if we bred them together, we'd get, like, bold stripes or something. <laughs> so we did that. <laughs> we did that. I didn't, you know, I didn't know nothing about genetics or, the, you know, how they got what, or i just seen a few pictures here and there. I, I've only been on Facebook for maybe a year or two um, and discovered YouTube a while ago, you know, uh, a couple of years ago. My kids' mm -hmm. daughters and everybody was on YouTube. And, Dad, you should get on there. They got cool videos. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, then I, I started getting into it, and, um, uh, yeah, and the outcome was just like affies that we got with more polka dots on them. 
<laughs> from the blizzards, the speckleds. But um, I, I still have a few of those. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. And then just seeing everybody's uh, stuff online and stuff. I watched a couple of Dave's videos. Seen Marsha at the um, uh, Sacramento show. Yeah, I've I've been there uh, every year for 15 years, except yeah. for one year, except for once, and that's yeah. because I had spine surgery and I couldn't do it. Other than yeah. that, I've been there for 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. No, you've been there every year. I've been there, and I've been going yeah. for yeah. five or six years, maybe. I don't know, something like that. But um, yeah, yeah, and, and I just uh, I get on YouTube and watch videos. I've seen Dave's videos on YouTube. Um, of course. Um, Matt, he's, he's got good videos on there, and it, that kind of intrigued me when he started getting into the genetics. And, um, um, and there's a lot of weird stuff on there too. You know that you, you got to kind of take bits and pieces and see what works for you. Is what I found out. <laughs> but um, yeah, there I, you I've go. seen. Marshall, type away, found it on that keyboard. It's, it's, okay, uh, sorry. <laughs> I wondered he was doing that. No, and then I seen Marsha's Rainwaters, I don't know, three or four years ago at Sacramento. I don't remember how long ago it was. But I seen those, and it's like, whoa, I like those. <laughs> and then uh, I finally ordered a couple from her. You did? I, yeah, and I worked those into a project I have going now. Um, um, and you know, the tangerine-looking Rainwaters I'm coming up with? Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, another guy close here, Pacific Gecko. Um, I got some from him because I don't have to pay shipping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's up there at Chico, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah Chico. He's, he's, he's a student there at Chico. Yeah. Actually, he lives in the city right next to me. He's got some amazing animals. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, you don't see him on Facebook much. I know he has a page and stuff, but um. He's a he's a he's a young guy, but um he's he's really cool. Um, I talk with him for a few hours here and there. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I don't know. His his stuff really got me interested in it too. Um, then I, it, I don't know. I just really really, I don't know. I seen leopard geckos way back in, God, what year did the first trimpers come out? Ninety-six or seven or something. Yeah, way back. I think they right? came out before that, but I don't think they were marketed before that. Yeah, I don't think they were widespread. But I went to a, a reptile show when I lived in Southern California at the fairgrounds there, and um, I seen uh, the the albino leopard geckos. I didn't know they made them in that color. <laughs> and uh, I, around the same time, I seen the the, the caratel, the hinds. Um, Caratel, um, and I've been in reptiles for a long time. I mean, I grew up in Fountain Valley. Prehistoric pets was one of my. Um, Which one? The one? Oh, the one in Fountain Valley. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is there two now? I didn't, yeah, I didn't one of them know always that. has been, but Jay Jay owned both of them, and then he sold one of them off. So. Hmm. Yeah, no, the the one in Fountain Valley was was called Exotic Pets or something a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And then he bought the store next to it, and they opened it up and made it a huge, great big old place. Um, you know, I used to go in there all the time. 
and look at um, they had a lot more lizards back then. I think they're mostly snakes now. Snakes, yeah, they're into serpents now. Yeah, yeah. mostly. He had a bunch of uh, what are they called from from Australia? Frilled lizards, way back when. Um, prehensile tail skinks. They had, you know, and that that was like heaven for a guy like me. You know, it's, it's, it was better than going to the zoo because, you know, you could actually buy these things. Well, I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't have that kind of money. <laughs> I mean, uh, rainbow boas and stuff like that. They were way expensive back then. So were the, so were the trimper albinos and and stuff at the uh, reptile show. They were, God, I don't remember, but I know it was a lot. You know, for for a reptile for me at that time, I had, you know I was raising three kids. <laughs> oh yeah, well for anybody. <laughs> Yeah, that has bills to pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, I had, in fact, I think I took my son and middle daughter to the reptile show with me. But, um, I yeah. think you had both your boys there, and one of them was just not in a very good mood, and we, he he had a very sad face. Hmm. Now I have one son and two daughters. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm wrong. <laughs> Okay, yeah. scratch that. Let's back up. Scratch that one. This. We'll start was, over again. It was okay. some other kid. <laughs> but, um, whoa. I yeah, I'm all over the place. <laughs> I'm all over the place. I'm like ADD kind of, huh? <laughs> no, well, I, you're I, in good company. I know. You yeah, know, I, I've noticed a lot of a lot of people in the reptile um, trade, hobby, whatever, ADD, big time. It's like, hey, I can relate to these people. <laughs> I just, you but, uh, know, all, all ADD is is uh, is heightened intelligence, and you just get bored easy. That's all it is. Yeah. Exactly. It, it can't be controlled because it's above and beyond anybody's scope of, uh, you know, control. So Yeah, your this brain's whole, all over the place. Exactly. This, well, nice I have a question for you. Uh, for kids. Oh, I'm sorry. So. Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying many of the school's curriculum today is so boring for these really intelligent well, yeah. kids. Yeah, what kind of intellectual know. stimulation are these kids getting? It's like, wait a minute, you know? They're yep. treating yeah. them like they need to be, they need to ride the short bus, but in reality what they need is like high school and college level stimulation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and they're, they're misdiagnosis, hyperactive or... Oh my gosh, they yeah. give that to everybody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and they medicate the hell out of them, which I can't stand. I think that's crime crying yeah. humanity, by the way. Well, yeah, there's a grandmother that has a grandson that has, uh, you know, diagnosed ADHD as well as Asperger's syndrome. Yeah. Um... You know, well, that's another whole show, but, yeah. you know, the thing is, you know, they say that these kids can't concentrate. Well, of course, they can concentrate. It just needs to be something that they're interested in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, can foc- I can focus all day on, like, plant names or, because um, I do the landscaping thing, or, or geckos, or it's something that's interesting, but not, you know... How the pilgrims came to America? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got a couple of callers on the line, but hold on. One thing I I, I forgot, everybody. Um, I just got to mention this real quick. Marcy from MS2, uh, MS2 Premium Chow is doing a special this evening in honor of the man who made the Roach Chow song. 
And, <laughs> oh, hey, we gotta hear that song. Oh, roach cow, roach cow, roach cow, roach. <laughs> that's the most annoying song on planet Earth right now. That's, that's made by Jeff. Yes. Actually, Glenn, Glenn put that together for us. Glenn um, was the mix <laughs> master on that. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So in honor, in honor of Jeff's appearance tonight. Uh, Marcy, Marcy is giving a one and a half pound bag of chow. That's a huge bag uh, for 19.99 shipped. So that's basically coming all the way from Alaska to your house for 20 bucks. That'll last a long time too. Yeah. Yeah, and that's only it's and it's going to be taken down this evening. So go to ms2ent.weebly.com and order now, or I'm, I'm sure she can take your order on Facebook as well. Um, well, you you've got to do this. A couple callers online. Okay. What do you say, guys? You want to, uh, let's try it? Okay. All right. Uh, sure. Let's see. Caller from 907 area code. I don't know if you're listening or not. Let's see. Caller, you're live on Geffenation Radio. Hey, this is Marcy. Hi, Marcy. Hey, Marcy. Hey, Marcy. Hey, hey Marcy. Hey, David. How are you? Um, I'm apparently warmer than most people in the United States. So oh, my gosh, I guess that's I'm what I've been forget. seeing, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've seen you posted that. Oh, I drove home in an ice, yeah, ice I, storm pretty much tonight. I, I can't believe it. I was looking at the weather um, on the north slope where my husband works, and it's like minus 5, minus 10. Um, yeah. And and I was like, man, your nice weather is closest. To his, and he's like, you know, on the Arctic Circle, and I'm like 34 degrees. It was like maybe 40 earlier when the sun was out, and I'm like, oh my word, this is just not right. But I'm not complaining because normally we're like, we're normally like two degrees in January and February, so I'm not complaining too much. Hey, you might as well just like put on your bikini and, uh, you know, put on your sunscreen and go out there and just soak up some rays, you know, even if they are coming in at, you know, an entirely wrong angle. <laughs> <laughs> well, Northern light burn. Exactly. <laughs> 40, 40 and 50 degrees, we're out there in shorts, and people are like, oh, my gosh, it's so warm. Yeah, you know, it's warm here, too. Um, usually this time of year, um, we got, you know, an inch of snow on the ground usually, and um, we have none right now. And it, usually we've had some rain, and yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I was outside today with just t-shirt and um, Levi's on. Usually I got, and I'm from Southern California, so I got a sweatshirt on, a jacket, and hood. And, but um, no, not not today. It was nice out. It it has been for a few weeks now. It's kind of scary. Hey, Marcy, thanks yeah. for uh, giving us the discount tonight on the show for the listeners. Uh. I'm I'm excited. We got uh, new bag sizes, so that it will be actually two bags of chow, a uh, one pound and a half pound um, uh, bag. And oh, cool. so I'm really excited offering the half pound uh, bag sizes for individuals that maybe not need a whole pound, but really would like more than just a four ounce sample. So we're real excited about that. Would you and, like to? Um, uh, I wonder. Would you like to direct any questions or comments to, to our distinguished guest, Jeff, tonight? Absolutely. 
Um, well, I just wanted to tell him that uh, everybody's doing well. I purchased uh, several geckos from Jeff, and I just have to say that I couldn't be happier with the geckos that I purchased from Jeff. I got an absolutely glorious white and yellow. Um, she's an Afghan het blizzard um, white and yellow, and she's just stunning. She's one of those geckos that, like you were talking about, that's just always smiling, you know. Yeah, no, she's from you know, from the or, the original project that I started with the Afghan and blizzards. Um, she's one of the, I don't know, great grandkids or something like that. And uh, then, she's but, just she's just incredibly stunning. She, you walk in and I'll be like, hey, look here, and she'll come out and smile at me, and she'll look up, and she's like, you, you know, you move a little bit, and her head turns, and she's like looking at you, and. She's just precious, and she's just got, like, the most wonderful personality. And oh, good, just, good. You know, stunning, stunning gecko. So, um, also, uh, Earthling, which is my uh, Max Snow Trumper albino giant. I think he's just, I mean, I don't know how big this boy is now, but I'm seriously contemplating getting him a much bigger cub because he's just ginormous. Yeah, he was he was one of the bigger ones that um, um, I don't know. You had your eye on him, and um, I said, ah, mm, all right. <laughs> this is one of those one of them, <laughs> one of those ones. I guess. No oh, boy. <laughs> but um, no, I, I'm glad they're doing good, and they couldn't be in a better home. That's for sure. I, oh, I, I just he, he just cracks me up because I I he's one of those little ones that does a little chirping when you pick him up. Yeah, I, I have a and few I, of those. Nice. And I just chuckle, and it's, you know, he's definitely gotten more used to me picking him up and stuff, but it's like every now and then he'll do his little chirpy song, and I'm like, oh, he's singing the Roach Crack song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I taught him that. How <laughs> 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 many hours? I'm like, oh, that's what you're doing. That's, you're singing the Roach Crack song to me. I got it. And the the Tang Grace is just gorgeous. She's just beautiful. So she she really has the most uh, interesting banding. So I just wanted to say that I, for anyone out there who may be interested in any of Jeff's geckos, I highly recommend uh, you checking them out. Message Jeff on Facebook. See what he's got available. Um, because he never he's updates got... his page. <laughs> no, and he never takes pictures on time. Um, yeah. He sure posts a lot of, he, he posts lots of pictures on Facebook from what I see. <laughs> yeah. This is the ones he wants to keep. <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep them all. I, <laughs> I do. It's, when I started this hobby, I didn't, I didn't want to sell them. I, I like them. <laughs> But the, you, there comes a point where you got to do something with them, and you know you you post pictures and people want to buy them, and it's like, gosh, all right. <laughs> well, that's when it becomes something more than just a hobby. Y- yeah. I mean, really, it does. It's like when it when you get to the point to where what you're showing and what you're producing, and, and you're and you're also you know you're obviously passionate about these animals, you know. So, I mean, you're posting these pictures, and it just drives me insane. I know it drives me insane. I see it, and I'm like, okay, 
Now what? So, <laughs> so anyway, I want to uh, make a I want to make a big a good point about Jeff uh, Jeff's presence on social media, if I can. And um, yeah, you know, by all lot, means. But, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. a lot, yeah, a lot of a lot of people know what I'm talking about, especially all you guys that follow, uh, you know, Facebook groups and Facebook drama and all that nonsense in the gecko <laughs> and the reptile world. Um, That's my favorite part. <laughs> I don't follow drama; it follows me. But anyway, uh, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Right. For, for those of us that get dragged into it sometimes, but um, yeah. anyway, I like to I like to acknowledge. Uh, and that's that's one of the things that drew me to you know wanting to basically learn more about who this guy Jeff is because he makes it a point to not only stay positive but he's more or less a diffuser of a drama diffuser and uh, I really like your attitude Jeff and uh, you know if there's if there's people going at it on a thread uh, he'll chime in with a funny comment and a funny joke and a lot of times the the post will take a different turn. And you know, absolutely, I, I think that's, yeah, it is funny most admirable. of the time. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. It, yeah, it is. Oh, well, thank you, thank you, well, David. It, I appreciate true. it. What David said is absolutely correct. How? Absolutely let's. I, I'd like I mean, to ask you a question about your your feelings and philosophy when you see this going on. Um, mm-hmm. and you you kick into a diffuse mode. How do you do that, and how, how do you view this? How do you see this, and how does it affect you, and how does it make you, you know, respond? Uh, okay, that's a lot, isn't it? No, not, not really. I don't know. You can I handle just, it. I, th- yeah, I, I know think, you can. I think a lot of it's just um, silly nonsense, so I just kind of join in, but maybe in a different light. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You mean like so it doesn't make or break your day, right? Yeah, no. I'm, you know, it's it's about the animals. Um, you know, no. Yeah, I, I, there's sometimes when I read threads and um, it kind of makes my blood boil, and then I remind myself that that's that's not why I'm doing this. I do it for my own enjoyment, and you know, no one's going to rain on my parade. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And then, uh, I remember one time I was really upset with somebody. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure you remember that too, Marsha. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to bring yeah. that Brad up, that up. No, again. we don't need to bring that up. No, but um, it, it, that, that would kinda... require a whole show in, in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, <but>. yeah, <laughs> and that's just just not even worth mentioning anymore. No, but, it's yeah. not worth it. But um, yeah, it's just not worth it. I mean, God, it's the internet and. You know, the funny thing about uh, Facebook is, you know, when people are talking, like in person, you can tell by their body language or facial expression um, uh, if if they mean something in a malevolent way or something like that. But on Facebook, you really can't. So people read in between the lines and maybe take the wrong meaning away from it, of what people, mm-hmm. it's misunderstood, you know, and um, it's, I, yeah, and granted, some people are trying to be mean, but it, I don't know. I, I just not, I don't get all the arguing and everything like that. That's not what it's about. That's not what it should be about. It should be, you know, about the animals. And we're all part of this group, you know. Basically, we're kind of a subculture as, as far as um, 
society on a whole, you know, we're mm-hmm. we're the mm-hmm. freaks. We got dubia that we bring into our house. <laughs> hey, listen, sometimes I just pull out my dubia colony and just stand there mesmerized watching them do their thing. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. You Does that make me in. crazy? Yeah, no, I, I like no. watching. I like watching them. I do too. It, Every, everything whatever, about but... nature. Yeah. 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 No, that, that's kind of why I do landscaping. You know, I, I know Dave always says, oh, I'm going to go meditate. I'm going to go do that. But everybody has their happy place. Mine is like being up in a tree, pruning a tree. You know, you're way up high, and it's kind of exhilarating. And if you get if I get too comfortable, I look down, and I say, whoa, I'm in a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. You know what? I'd love to I'd love to get you down to Mariposa because we we would have lots of work for you to do there. Of course, you'd have to bring bring your whole family and like hang out with us for a week. But hey, gee, yeah, that would be terrible, right? <laughs> hey, yeah. Where's Mariposa at? Any? That's outside of what? Tulare County or? Actually, no, no. Actually, Mariposa. If you go all the way down five or ninety nine at this point to Merced. Uh huh. And you cut due east on Highway 140, it'll take you through the uh, the west entrance of Yosemite. Okay, okay, And it's the only entrance that's open year-round. So you have to go through Mariposa to do that. And so we're between, we're just a little bit south of, you know, um, that area. But we've got five acres that really, really need some help. But anyway, we'll have to talk on the side about that. But yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's it's. What's your elevation there? I think it's a, it's it's only it's less than three thousand feet. Yeah, no, that's about the same here. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, we get snow, but it doesn't last forever. You know, kind of a thing. It looks pretty, and then it's gone. And yeah, same here. It's, yeah. Thank God it's gone. I don't like that stuff. <laughs> Marcy's supposed to keep that up there in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I've got more than than enough. I just want to make a quick comment, and then I'll go ahead and hang up and let some other people call in. Um, Jeff, you know, and kind of in line with what Dave had brought up, I can't say thank you enough for not only just being a good positive force and, you know, just being a good friend and someone I can speak to, but thank you enough for... Like when I go into a, you know, Facebook group and there's a bunch of drama going on and I see you put a post on there about turkey bacon and it just changes everything. <laughs> um, it diffuses it the whole thing, thing huh, Marcy? The world, it means the world to me because, you know, I'm, I try and stay out of drama as much as I possibly can. You know, I try and be as friendly with everyone as I possibly can and it irritates me and it bugs me and I have a hard time when people are at each other's throats and it's like, I don't like it. You know, I'll just walk away. Um, And I just love the fact that you can diffuse, you know, so many situations uh, with turkey bacon or dubia casserole or something. (laughs) And there's clearly times where I wish I could just go give you a big hug and say, you're just just a bomb, Jeff. I love you. You know, and uh, thank you for, you know, Take, taking them off track and, you know, starting to focus on, you know, and then eventually we'll get into geckos and, you know, people will be like, oh, we're talking about geckos again. And I really appreciate that about you. You're just yeah. an awesome friend. Well, and well, someone that I couldn't be, someone that I can be more proud of to call a friend and, 
be more proud to own some of your geckos, and I know I will have some more in the future, and I just uh, I just can't say enough good things about you, man. Oh, cool. Thank you, Marcy. Right on, Marcy. That's freaking yeah. cool. I agree. Marcy's one of the people I talk to on, on message all the time. <laughs> Marcy's got a lot of love in her heart, and she's she's a sweetheart. Just awesome. She is. Really is. All right. I think we got Angela on the line. All right. I love um, every single one of you. Okay. I love you too, Marcy. <laughs> love you too, Marcy. Okay. Good night. Bye bye. Bye Good now. Marcy's awesome. Yeah. All right. Angela, we have Angela online. All right. One second. Um, yep, right here. Angela, you're live on Gecko Nation Radio. Hey, guys. Hi, Angela. How are hey, you? Hey, Angela. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Uh, not a whole lot. Just recovering from a weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. So cool. I actually want to just kind of keep with the fun tone of the show, and I wanted to ask all of you, actually, um, What's the funniest thing you've ever had happen with or to one of your geckos? Oh, man. Hmm. I'll go last. I got to <laughs> Okay. All right. I, I'll, I'm going to just, like, dive in here because I've been doing this for close to 20 years, and I've experienced a lot of stuff. All right? Excuse me for, okay. like, if I, like, steal the show here. Go, okay, go ahead. so I had I was working. This is years and years ago. I was working with jungles trying to create bold stripes. All right, and back in those days, I didn't have a lot of uh, geckos, and, but I, you know, I had a male and a female out of the you know out of the pairing that I was working towards on each shoulder. Then I proceeded to go around and do my duties and all that, and then. The one on the right shoulder kind of went behind me on the left. The one on the left shoulder kind of went behind me on the right. And all of a sudden, this tail started vibrating (laughs) on my back. She's got a gecko on her back. (laughs) And I'm like, I've got a pair of geckos that are breeding, getting ready to breed. I'm screaming at my husband, get the camera, get the camera. You know, we didn't have a digital camera back in in those days. But anyway... So he couldn't find the camera, and let's just put it this way. Long story short, they did the deed on me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stop that. That is God's honest truth that happened, okay? And so anyway, uh, by the time my husband found the camera and everything, it was, you know, he was licking himself. That was the end. (laughs) <laughs> wow. That is weird. And it was wow. on me. On me, okay? I mean, this and, is like... And that's where her bold stripe project came from. That's right. <laughs> hey. Jeff, on the, on you the could, you're absolutely right on on that. That's just, yeah. <laughs> it was the magic of them being on my, you know, upper back or my shoulder. <laughs> I think I have some of those. <laughs> you might. <laughs> All right. I'm, okay. <laughs> Jungle love. <laughs> yeah. Right. What about What about you, Scott? What kind of you know crazy things you know? Uh, I the first thing that comes to mind is this season. Um, 
Oh, I went into the incubator and I noticed I had some hatchlings in one of the GEOs, and I it wasn't moving. So I opened up the GEO, and I'm going, "Now, you know, did it come out of the egg dead? It was just sitting there, little hatchling." And I touched it with my finger, and it looked up at me and screamed, you know, <laughs> the scream they do. And it, I backed up real quick, you know. It's just a little gecko, but I, I kind of freaked out, and it jumped out of the GEO. And I usually do it um, over a container or something, you know, when I open them. But it jumped out of the GEO, and it ran in back of a um, – oh, I didn't know where it went at that time. And um, I'm going, oh, no, where would it go? And um, I'm looking around, looking around. I hear this faint screaming. And I go, where the heck is it? So it went back to the rack. It, it was giving itself away. It just kept screaming and screaming like, Daddy, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was, Better than it, sonar, huh? Yeah, no, it was, it was, pretty, um, it was pretty hilarious at the time. I was, I, it was just blown away by the thing. It, it, those things are loud. I, I've heard them screaming from the in, inside of the incubator, inside of a GEO before I walk into the room. I, I hear that faint. You know, oh, oh, I've watched my baby tubs before and heard that screech, you know, and it, it's almost like that, you know, that movie Alien. It's that scream when that alien thing, like, came out of that guy's stomach. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost like that kind of a scream. It is, yeah, no, and it, I always jump, like, when I put my hand in the tank, and they, they kind of come at you and bite bite at you. It's like, God, this thing can't even get its yeah, mouth around like my finger. Yeah, right, and it wants to, like, you know, I'm a, yeah. I'm, like, 6'3", or something, like, I get all, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that, that was the first thing that came to mind. Dave, well, I, I think I'm Dave already to think told his with his, um, his boa thing on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of like a, a really funny gecko related thing and the only thing that really comes to mind is I made a video like I was trying to make a video that um, to show people leopard gecko love so to speak and uh-huh. um, I think the title of the video is leopard gecko copulation or breeding at its best and funniest because this male just could not figure out how to do this and he was Backwards and forwards. And oh, they around, try to breed their down. head. They try, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was so comical. And other than that, other than that, the only other thing that was really funny, I guess, was I was cleaning tubs one day, and um, I had thought the, the one female in the tub had done. She was done laying eggs. There was no more, whatever. And you know, I was just going through my normal weekly routine, and and there was a little baby in there hanging out with a group of three adult females. Oh and, my uh, God! She didn't get eaten. Oh. Huh. No, they were just—they were all just hanging out together. And I thought it was the coolest thing. <laughs> like, what's but up? But it was obviously an egg. I missed the—I missed the egg in the lay box. I didn't even know it was incubating in there, but it, it incubated the whole time. It turned out that this gecko turned out to be the male that I needed for a project. When all the other ones turned out to be female, and I—it was—it uh, was like a little gift that I really needed to to make cool. this. Oh. Uh, so, so did, you hear the, did you see the heavens open up and, and hear the angels go? Oh. <laughs> you know, I kind of that's how I kind of felt like because I was really bummed out because I, I this one project that I was doing I I didn't want to like use something different you know I wanted to I needed this particular mail to, to complete it I didn't want to humble myself and buy one from somebody else so I was really working or, on it myself. or wait another year yeah <laughs> yeah right. yeah so. <laughs> It was 
you know, I guess that's the other thing, Angela. But uh, what about you? Do you have any funny stories from your experience? Um, I don't have that many funny stories. I did have um, an egg that was hatching uh, earlier this fall that um, just had a little bit of a nose peeking out. And a friend of mine was like, I've never seen anything like that hatch. I want a picture. So I went to um, take the lid off the container and open up the container so I could get a picture, you know, with just that little bit of a nose peeking out. And the baby literally exploded out of the egg all the way (laughs) out of the container. And was staring wow. across the shelf before I caught it. <laughs> Some days you know, they, they come out running. <laughs> oh, she came out running. She's now she's one of the sweetest babies I've got. You know, she Aww. loves to be picked up, but she exploded out of that egg. That's, and it's, um, kind that's of funny. great. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite parts of the whole thing is watching them hatch. Mm-hmm. You know. It's just amazing that that little creature comes out of that little, I don't know, jelly bean size egg. Absolutely. I've always been amazed like that. Um, It's kind of like watching seed sprouts, you know, when they do the the slow motion time-lapse photography. The plant growing, Mm -hmm. it's kind of the same um, amazement that it's it's really cool stuff. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's like there's three things that, for me, that I never grow tired of after 18 years, okay? And that is, number one, uh, watching a hatchling come out of its egg. And number number two is to actually uh, witness the female laying her eggs, depositing her eggs. Yeah. That is, if you That's... ever get a chance, I mean, okay, number one, of course, is, is watching the copulation and knowing that it's happening, but, but you know, those three things are something that can, or you, you, it just is ingrained in your head yeah, as a gecko that... keeper. Yeah, that, that always amazed me, like when they show, like, sea turtles, you know, they climb onto land and then they dig that hole and they lay eggs and do their thing. Yeah, that, that's... And I've only seen a few of mine actually lay the eggs. I've seen way more hatch than I've seen the the, the females lay the eggs. Mm-hmm. I, they, I think mm-hmm. they wait till it's quiet or I'm not looking oh, or something. Oh, they do. Yeah, it's but, it's a very very it's almost a spiritual experience. Yeah, it's it's really neat. I, mm-hmm. I, I like that part. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take this next caller, Angela. Thanks so much for calling in. Excellent questions for us. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Angela. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Bye. I know. Um, all right. Caller, I think I know who this is. Caller from the 570 area code. You are live on Gecko Nation Radio. Hey, Dave. Hey, Landon. How are you? Landon. Hi, Landon. Hey, there Hi. he is. <laughs> What's going I have on? Been like, I have been, like, running out of questions now because I call every time now. <laughs> but I, I, I told her you call. You're going to be remembered for, for in, in history on these these shows. These shows are going to go down in history someday. So you're you're a part of it. You should be proud to be on it. You know? <laughs> you're you're right, Jeff. He's a part of it. Absolutely. But there's like Dave, nothing the to ask, so I was just going to ask when everyone should be expecting like hatchling videos from you. From, from me? Yeah. Or Jeff or anyone. Okay. I don't do okay. videos, but ah. oh. <laughs> I don't do videos, and you're lucky to get a freaking snapshot out of me. (laughs) I know, huh? I am the worst. You're going to start seeing some from me soon. 
Cool, cool. David, you're 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 a lot better than uh, you know most people I know as far as you know throwing up the videos and stuff. You know, but you know I don't. I hate taking pictures because it's a three-day event, you know, so... Yeah, it takes a lot of patience to get them to sit still, and um, I got a whole bunch of weird pictures of, like, tells or a hand. Oh, or, sure, or the blurred <laughs> escapes, you know, and the, yeah. out of the frame of, you know... Yeah, right. every time I try and take oh. a picture of mine, they stay straight, and then when I try to snap it, they run... <laughs> Yeah, yep. you get a good – oh, that's a perfect pose. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Ah. <laughs> oh, no kidding. But you know what, <laughs> so though, Jeff? Yeah. You are so much better about posting photos of your animals than I am and many other people, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't hardly see you pose. i got to go on your site and look at yours. <laughs> I do, yeah, well, okay, I kind of – I kind of – Spammed one of the uh, Facebook pages with a bunch of pictures here lately. <laughs> and it was Did like, you? and I actually got a, a thrill out of it. I was going, "Whoa, this is cool!" <laughs> <laughs> I think I yeah, saw actually, hey, actually, hey, I just, Landon, I just want to let you know that uh, I, I put together a really cool. Um, I just finally learned how to use iMovie, and I put together a really cool slideshow of the best of my 2013 geckos. So. That'll be on YouTube soon. I think you'll like that. Oh, great, Dave. Oh, okay. cool, cool. Too. Yeah. I'm so, like, yeah. computer illiterate. <laughs> I just learned how to import pictures from a camera. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I gotta, can I make a suggestion, Scott? Sure. When you post random pictures of your geckos, Put a, put a, tell the people what they are? Exactly. Okay. All right. So I'm not the only one that's like, you know, you know, asked you for this. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> yeah. It's just um, like eye candy, and it's like, okay, tell me more. Tell me more, what, you know. What but is it? You can only click the like button so many times. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm working on a few things. I, I got a long ways to go. <laughs> well, tell us what you're working on. Um, Hold on one second, though, guys. Hey, Landon, do you okay. have any other questions for us? No, that was it. Awesome. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Right on, it. Landon. Cool. Thank, Thank you. you, Landon. Good night. Um, Good night. More white and yellow Mac fascios. Oh, oh, oh you're just saying that to make me, uh, yeah. like... Come I'm to gonna, my knees, aren't I'm you? I'm going to make you some this year. <laughs> well, I want one. I don't have any Mac fat, or, or any white and yellows. Yeah, I, I know. I'm amazed. It, it's, I don't. Well, okay, this isn't about me, but I'm retiring, so I'm not, like, buying geckos or adding geckos. But yeah, you posted a picture of a white and yellow cross with one of my Mac Fascio's crosses yeah. and stuff that just literally... Uh, you know, made me like, oh my God! Tell us about your projects. Um, yeah, that's that's one project that, God, I don't know what what was it last year I got the Mac Fascio from you or year before? I don't know. I went to the show, and I seen your Mac Fascios, and um, I seen them online and stuff. But I I went to the show, and then I looked. Yeah, at you, person. you. I think you picked it up. It might have been eleven or twelve. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I seen them at the show, and it's like, oh my God, I gotta have one of those. And um, it's, yeah, no, it's, she's she's huge now, 
and her offspring are all all big. I call they're them ac- really big and robust, huh? Yeah, and, just great and David, eaters. You've got some of them too. They are very very robust animals. Really mellow. Oh, let me tell you, it's my my favorite one of my favorite projects here. These these Macfastios marshes that you stumbled on or that you made. Not only are the ones I have proven out to be only heady cliffs, which is awesome, but yes. they're producing they're producing anything I pair them with is amazing. So this season, what I'm going to do is I'm only going to breed Mac fascias. I'm going to use my male and breed them to the females, and that's it. I'm going to make a whole bunch of them so everybody can have them, and I'm going to okay, totally well, cut into your action. Okay, well, thanks for telling me, so I won't dedicate one of my pure fascio <laughs> females. With you, you'll get some <laughs> Mac, my, um, no. Mac fascio super snows, too. Yeah. Yeah, which are yep. I've seen, I forget who posted them. I have them. never seen, have yet to see a Mac Fascio Super. Yeah, I, I, I have might, a couple here. I, I might make Mac Fascio Super uh, white and yellow this year. There's there's well, a chance. They're not Mac Fascio Supers now. They're because I used my other raptor. They they got Fascio, but they're not Mac Fascio Supers. Yeah. Well, this is this is really cool. I mean, it's not like we're popping out new morphs. No, but we're doing things with existing morphs that nobody else has ever done. And you, uh, you know, Scott, you've just, you know, you posted one one time, and I just, you, you brought me to my knees. No, I've, and that's that just one? to show you what a new hobbyist can do. You know, right? Those, yeah, that those that white and yellow Mac Fasher was amazing. I, I it, it caught everybody's attention. And he's a male. <laughs> oh, oh nice. my God! No okay. wonder you wouldn't sell him to me. Okay. No. <laughs> no I, I, I have... didn't ask because I knew you'd say no. But... <laughs> no, you put want and a big heart by it, and it's like. Oh. I did, yeah. W a n t with periods, <laughs> yeah. you know. All cap lock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that a hint? <laughs> yeah. Well, this yeah. is what's really exciting for the hobby, Jeff. Is People who are, you know, and I don't want to call you a newbie because you are not a newbie. Uh, this is mm-hmm. this will be my fifth season. There you go. So, okay, you've paid yeah, your pretty dues, new, okay, but... Jeff? Jeff, you've uh-huh. paid your dues, okay? You're mainstream now. And after Uh-oh. this show, you're going to be more than mainstream. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Oh. You're going to get. You're going to start getting attacked now, Jeff. Watch out. Yep. Sweet. Yep. Sorry, you are doomed. To, you are doomed to the uh, future of fame. And yeah, now everybody's now. They, and now they're going to say your lines are tainted. And uh, oh, oh God, God. Oh, God only knows what else. <laughs> yeah. It, cool. it, it comes with the I know how to handle that. You become. Yeah, as soon as you have like a, I think a following of five hundred or more people, your lines are tainted. <laughs> yeah, and, it just and comes, I, I, it comes I, like, I don't. <laughs> oh, David, that's it's just, just automatic, huh? That's freaking yeah, awesome, pretty much. David. Oh my God. No, I'm you, sorry. I, 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 I have a jab there, but it just seems no. though that you know, when somebody becomes on the radar, you start getting noticed by good people and you know the people that be with competition or you know, cutting into their action kind of, you know, so to speak. So, you know, there's room for, you know, there's room for everybody in this, in this hobby is the thing. I mean, there's tons of new people coming into it and um, all the negativity and stuff, I would turn them away. Good. We were talking earlier, Jeff and I were talking earlier and you made a good point, Jeff, that you were saying, you know, 
when when you start doing this and you, and you start breeding leopard geckos as a hobby, um, and and I think everybody that's listening to my voice right now and everybody that's in the gecko nation group at least is either doing this or on their way. You literally almost have to turn into a kind of so quote unquote gecko breeder business because. What are you going to do with all these babies? They're so prolific. You can't keep them all. Sooner or later, yeah. you have to sell them. And, you know, for all of us that sell geckos, we're literally creating our own competition when we sell them. So, you know, you have to have a kind of attitude that you know that's going to happen, realize it for what it is, and um, it's just it's it's weird, but we're all able to still do this. We, we all get a piece of the pie, and I don't know. I think it's great. I do too, David. I do too. And, you know, you made some really valid points. So, what do you think, Scott? You know, I wish we'd had this talk five years ago. (laughs) No, um, you're you're right. You can't keep them all. And, um, God, I just do it for a hobby, really. I just want to keep my hobby going is is my main thing. And and then on the other hand is I don't want to – Put a, post a bunch of stuff for sale for real cheap because it's going to mess the market up for people that do this for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just out of respect for the hobby and, and for other people. I mean, I I do other stuff for a living. I, I, I do landscaping for a living. This is basically a hobby I just want to keep alive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. But then I, I take into account, you, you know, the other people that, you know, this is their income. This is how they feed their kids. <laughs> yeah. It's how they keep their lights on. Um, but let me ask you, do you do you feel a sense of, like, uh, loyalty to them because you are, you're obviously an, a sincere, caring, emotional person. And that in and of itself, trust me, I know, can either make or break somebody who's, you know who's working in this, you know, in this community. Um, where do you where do you draw the line as far as hobbyist versus, you know, professional? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> um, well, anytime you're doing something for money, you're considered a professional. Um, mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. with athletes or anything else, I just I, I don't know. I'm I'm a hobbyist. I'm kind of in that you know on the fence kind of stage right now. Um, sure, I, I I sell a few and I, I do all right on them. Um, I don't think I've shown a profit yet for everything I put into it. And I don't well, really, most people don't. Don't I don't even don't, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's not even my motivation really because you know if I had to worry about the bottom line all the time. On this, like I do, you know, my landscape business or something else. I don't think I'd enjoy it as much. It's like, um, what's his name, Jeremy uh, Turgeon, that was on. Um, what was it last week? Yeah. What yep. he was saying is, you know, he's, he's scaling it down a bit because he wants to spend more time enjoying the hobby instead of. Um, well, he and you know what? It does. It it can and does spiral out of control. Yeah. As far as you know, a defined limit between, you know, yourself as a hobbyist who does it because this is something you just freaking love to do. Exactly. Okay, versus, you know, the, you know, the business aspect of it 
And there are very, in my opinion, after you know all these years, there are very few people who can combine both of those attributes. In, in other words, the passion for raising, creating, and raising these animals combined with business savvy. Yeah. You know, there's not very many people that can do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah, you kind of have to have the entrepreneurial spirit to, yes. to, yeah. to you know, it's a lot about marketing and, and um, stuff like that. The, you know, it really hasn't been my focus, the the business part of it. Um, and like I say, I do the landscaping thing, and that's... Um, that's where I should focus more energy. <laughs> well, that's what feeds your family, right? Yeah, and, and feeds the geckos and everything else. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know, and then I take money out of the landscape budget and put it into the gecko budget, and it's like, oh, I got to replace that somewhere. Well, I'll go work mm-hmm. Saturday. <laughs> so you got to go out and like, you know, pound up some business, right? Yeah, yeah, I go pass out flyers, knock on doors, make phone calls, take names, numbers, all of that. And you know that's that's great because I, I um, that's kind of why I work for myself because I, I I like that part. I mean I have a scheduled route Monday and Tuesdays. I do the lawn jockey thing. You know it's a route, um, but the rest of the week is um, is going out doing other stuff, sprinkler repair, installation, pruning, um, and I always have to sell that constantly. But the excitement of selling it, seeing if I can go do it, yeah, um, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain unless you work for yourself. Right, right. You know, it's it's the excitement of it. I, you know, and I do okay at it. I mean, I make a decent living, but um, you know, I'm not rich by any means. But money's not the only thing that can make people happy. You know, it's well. They think it does, but it doesn't always work yeah, no, that way. So, you know. not at all. Well, Jeff. Okay, we're okay. I'm going to ask like one of these canned questions that you know people ask in you know interviews like this and stuff. Where huh? do you see your hobby slash passion going from now on? Like, let's just say in the next three to five years. Um. Um, I'm looking at a wall right now. I'd like to knock out and um, and widen the gecko room. Did you hear the noise in the background? Man, after my own heart. There you go. (laughs) But um, but you've heard that answer. No, I don't know. I I just want to make quality animals that um, you know, healthy, strong animals, and you know, offer them to people and uh, just keep going what I'm doing. Where do you see your role as uh, as a hobbyist versus uh, you know a professional breeder, if that is even in the in the works? Where do you see your role uh, in the next couple of years? I just want to do my thing, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we got a bunch of we got a bunch of no. That's that's online. that's um, a good question, and um, it's the insight that I I um. I, I often ponder myself. I, I really don't know how to answer it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's fair. That's honest and fair. David, you're trying to say that there's callers? 
we yeah, got callers. Few, uh, uh, yeah, let's take. Uh, we got time for uh, one more call, and then we're gonna wrap things up. So let's. Uh, yeah, let's let's see. let's get the callers in here. Yeah. All right. All right. Caller from. Yep. Caller from the seven seven five area code. You are live on Gecko Nation Radio. Caller, you there? Hello. Not for me. Um, can you hear me? Seven, seven, yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> this is Jeremy Hughes. Jeremy Hi, Hughes. Jeremy. Oh, hey, Jeremy. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Great, great. What's what's your question tonight? I really didn't have one. I did. I just called in to listen, and uh, I didn't realize <laughs> I had right, punched a button or not. Oh, that's okay. Well, now you're immortalized on Gecko Nation Radio, so. Yeah, you're, you're, on, you're, you're, you're on the spotlight now, Jeremy. Sorry. Well, that's all right. I had to listen to a fellow neighbor as well, you know, because Jeff doesn't live too far from me. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I definitely think we have another caller. Thanks for listening, Jeremy. All right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Have a good night. Jeremy, right on. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> you're welcome. All right. Caller from the 253 area code. You are live on Gecko Nation Radio. It, it's just out. Uh, I was just calling in to uh, listen in case we went overtime. Oh, okay. I understand. Now I know why everybody's calling in. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Right, I'm going to stop taking calls. Uh, yes, we are calling okay. in a little bit of overtime, but not too late tonight, guys. All right, Elsa. Thanks, okay. for, thanks for listening. All right. Um, all right. Well, we are coming to the end of the show, and, you know, of course, I'd like to give – um, number one, our guests, and then I'll actually, what I'll do, uh, yeah, we'll give our guest, uh, uh, Jeff, uh, you can have some time now to have any closing remarks, give out your information so people can find you, and, um, oh, wait a second, hold on, I think I muted Jeff by accident. Oh, my God. Jeff, are you with us? Yeah, I am. Are you there? Oh, okay, good. Sorry. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I want to give you uh, this opportunity, Jeff, to basically have some closing remarks and give out your information so people can find you out there. Oh, yeah. Um, closing remark, keep it positive. Um, you know, do what you love, love what you do. And for mm-hmm. new people, don't don't get caught up in trends. Pick something you like and stick with it. And, um, you know, do what you like. Uh, keep it fun. Keep it real. Um that's that's about, about my philosophy on the thing. Um, I'm Miguelia Gecko Project at Weebly.com. I think that's my site. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you can always find me. I, I think that's what it is. <laughs> but um, you can um, you can always catch me on Facebook and shoot me a message. And um, if if you need to. If you need some geckos or uh, advice or anything else, I I can see what I can do to help. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah, Jeff. That's great. Yeah. It's... All right, Jeff. You're a great guest, and um, I'm so glad you came on, and I hope to have you yeah. back in the future when we do do another show. Heck oh, yeah. me too, Jeff. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. I, I have the luxury of being one of the few people who have met Jeff face to face, and I said it before. I'm going to say it again. He gives great hugs. 
Yay! <laughs> Jeff, you're awesome, and I know that you've stopped by my booth at the Sacramento show more than once. Oh, yeah, more than once and, on one show. Um, yeah, and, you know, I just, I just am, I couldn't be more thrilled to have someone like you uh, coming into this business slash hobby community. Uh, I, I'm thrilled. All I can say is that you are, you know, a very important factor in our in our hobby and business and you that know community. Now my head's getting really big. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Go stick a needle in it, pop it, and then, no, you, you know. You're, you've been a big inspiration. I mean, I, when I seen your, your geckos at, the, the, like, the first Sacramento show I went to, I just, like, God, i got to have some of these. And it just kept eating at me and eating at me. And it's, it's what were those called again? <laughs> Rainwaters. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and it, it was... Um, I wanted, you know, I wanted to, to make some of them, you know. And I'll be making more of the original Perry's going to breed again this year that I got from you. I gave her. Well, you know what? That's great. And you know what? Keep me in the loop because, okay. you know, so far nobody has been able to create a bold stripe rainwater. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I may have released the project a little too soon, but I couldn't be more thrilled that people like you and Yvonne and so, there's several other people who have, you know, that they, they've they actually bought into this project. and Yeah, yeah, Yvonne's got, got, she's got something in the works too, huh? Oh, she does, <laughs> absolutely. And um, just between the two of us, this isn't about me, it's about you. Um, I couldn't be happier. Uh, I couldn't be happier and sleep as good at night <laughs> as I do knowing that people like you have, uh, you know, have justified and and really supported this, my, my last project, so to speak. And I just see nothing but good. And I, you know, I think you're just freaking great. And well, I am you. so happy. <laughs> that yeah, the, you have been on, you know, this blog talk radio, you know, Gecko Nation, which hopefully can reach out to everybody, regardless of whose side they're on, quote-unquote. Yeah, and, you know, I don't get caught up with any. Uh, yeah. You know, I try not to. There people are no tried, sides. Yeah, I get to, you know, I get tried People try to drag me into different things, and it's like, well, how about them geckos? <laughs> well, you know what? That's what it's all about. Yeah, that's what it should be about. I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome. I don't, no, cool, cool, cool. No, I'm, I'm glad that um, you, you feel that way, Marcia. You've, you've been a, a big part of um, um, my getting into the rainwaters, um, you know, that's, and I got a huge rainwater project going. I'm, I'm working on, it's working out, working, working out some different things. I even, mm -hmm. uh, and I even got some, uh, that are head eclipse, head rainwater that are paired up right now. 
Well, I'm really excited, and I'm sure every all the other listeners out here are really excited to to see where this project goes. This quote unquote Megalia project. It's it's a it's a Mick Rainwater. <laughs> oh, Mick Rainwater! Oh my God! <laughs> the ones I the one from I, that I get from you, I call Mick Rainwaters. Oh, bless your heart. No, Every, but everywhere I, I, else they're Las Vegas. <laughs> okay, but you know what? It's just a pleasure to know that there are people like you and David, all the listeners and the people that called in that are a part of this community, and it's humbling for me. Yeah. I mean, it's really humbling to know that, you know, that – we could, that you, as a prospective, you know, leader uh, in in this community. That's some big shoes uh, to fill. We got a we got a good <laughs> thing going here. That's for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. Nation is it's a good it's a good uh, drama free site, and um, it, it, no, I like it. Yeah, you know? it's a safe place. Yeah, it, and you know what? It's everybody. It's all of you guys doing it for us. So. You know, it's yeah. not just one person. It's all of us that are making it what it is. So, you, you know, know what, it's, it's, Dave, a, it's, a it's all effort. about you for uh, putting it up there and allowing us to participate oh, in it. So, I don't want to, I don't want any credit like that because it literally took me five minutes to type in the. Well, word that's tough because you're getting it. it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't want it. I don't want it. I, it's everybody else. It's all no, the guys they, that are doing so well. You know, you know Dave, you, you're you're on a path. You're on the path, man, and that's that's what it's about. You're, you know, the the. I'm gonna ride the wave path. as long as I can. Right on. <laughs> right on. <laughs> uh, some, uh, a wiser a wiser man than me told me once when I was uh, when I was bummed out a little bit over over some uh, things. He was like, he said, Dave, you're a, you're a train going down the track. Don't be don't be bothered by the dogs barking at the sides. Yeah, there it is. Keep your side of the street clean. That's right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Very good. All right, Sean. All right, everybody. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to let you go. Scott, first, it's Jeff, been a pleasure to, to talk to you tonight, and I hope everybody else feels the same way. I don't hope. I know they feel the same way. Well, and, David, yeah. thank you so much for this show and yeah, for the thank opportunity you, thank you, thank to you. be a co-host. Of course. Absolutely. And uh, just so you guys know, next Sunday is Marsha interviewing me. Oh, so, cool, cool. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention I that. I was going to bring it up and make like this big, you know, comment, you know, this big, you know, whatever. But, uh, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> you know, I don't know how you all feel about this, but David needs to be interviewed. He does. He actually does. <laughs> we need to hear he David's story. me for that. Yeah, we and he and I have this like under underlying you know connection because we're both kind of like weird in the same way, which is really good. <laughs> but um, I'm not yeah. weird. Everybody else is. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I, I think everybody needs to hear about Dave. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know that's that's cool. You know, it, 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 I haven't been interviewed much and. That's fine. Uh, you know, I I get a chance to, you know, speak my mind a lot on the show. But it it'll be different to be on the other side and, you know, answer the questions and and be the guest. And that and that'll be fun, I think. So, well, you know, it's definitely be different people, for me too to be the, you know, the host or the main host. Answer. Yeah. No, you yeah. chose you throw some good questions though. <laughs> Making me well, think. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, that's I, the whole I, point, you know. I need those kind of questions sometimes. You know what? <laughs> yeah. We all do. Yeah. No. It's... Even if we ask them of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. Yeah. All right. Let's let's wrap things up before we put everybody to sleep. Um, it, it, awesome show, again, of course. I, I seriously want to thank Marsha for helping me tonight and co-hosting. Jeff. Yeah. Thank you, Marsha. Well, I hope I didn't, guest. you know, bust anybody's, you know, whatever. But anyway, no, okay, it did, was a pleasure. Awesome Absolute job. pleasure. Yeah, great. You do an awesome job every time. And it's, we love having you both. It's, it's cool to be on the, back. It's cool to be on this end of it. You know, usually I'm in the chat room. <laughs> I know. Yep. We'll have you back again definitely in the future, but. No, oh, absolutely, Scott. You know, yeah. you, like I said before, you're a force to be reckoned with. We're going to see wonderful and great things from from you and, and your hobby slash business in the I, future. I, I hope so. I'll hail the gecko gods. There you go. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah All I just, right. I just work with what what others have provided, so it's it's cool. <laughs> well, we all do, and yeah, it's, it yeah. can be humbling, but it can also be a feather in your cap because you had the sense enough to understand and realize, you know, what you were maybe maybe not a hundred percent what you're trying to do, but what it's going to take to get there. And yeah. Yeah. you you deserve kudos for that. Oh. Well, thank you, thank you, everybody. It's 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 it's, it's good to hear. <laughs> it is good All to right. hear, and it's good to say. Okay, I'm gonna do uh, everybody. Thank everybody in the chat room. Seriously, thank you for yeah. tuning in tonight. Um, you guys did great. I'm gonna let Marsha and Jeff go. You guys, thank you again, Marsha. Thanks, Jeff. Oh, we'll my pleasure. I love I'm all of you very much, week. and I'm too, thrilled guys. to be a part of this. Cool, cool, awesome. cool. <laughs> All right. Good night. Take care. We'll see you. We'll see you in Gecko Nation. Both of you guys. Yes, sir. Good night. <laughs> All right. Everybody, Good hang night. tight. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the outro and then I'll come back with my closing remarks. Check this out. Gecko Nation Radio is a David Fine Gecko's creation and production. You can visit the show's Facebook page at Gecko Nation Radio. I also have a great family-friendly group on Facebook called Gecko Nation. Apply for membership today. The jazz music you heard tonight was generously donated and created by Jeremy Turgeon of J&D Reptiles. Thank you very much, Jeremy, for the great musical pieces. You can check out Jeremy at J&D Reptiles on YouTube and on Facebook. And a very special thank you to our news anchor, graphic designer, and audio tech, Steve Barker. All the graphics, audio sponsor plugs, and music overlays were assembled by Steve. Check out Steve on YouTube at BC Barker Creations. He has some terrific videos for the herb community with amazing geckos and snakes. Please support the U.S. Herpetocultural Alliance and U.S. ARC. Gecko Nation Radio is proud to support both of these organizations. Please donate to U.S. ARC so that they have the funds needed to legally protect pet owners' rights nationwide. You can donate to the U.S. ARC Legal Defense Fund at www.usarc.org. If you would also like to learn about advocacy and how you can take action on a state and local level, please subscribe to the U.S. Herpetocultural Alliance newsletter and blog at www.usherp.org. All right.
right, everybody. What a great show. Um, it is what it is. We have an amazing hobby. We have amazing people in this. And they need recognition. The good guys need to be recognized. And Declination Radio is all about that. Um, for the closing tonight, I'm going to play a cool song for you guys that I just found. Uh, I kind of like just cruise around on uh, iTunes and I pick random music and I come across things I like. I hope you guys will like this song. And uh, the lyrics are kind of cool, but don't take them seriously. I don't want any of you guys out there running any red lights. And everybody, have a good night.
I love you, Gecko Nation. Good night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.